Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, stand with Chesty. Follow the bread man and know how to spell Capo Caco. Then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right. But you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go, Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening, welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD. How you be, brother? I think there's a game tomorrow night. I don't know. Is there a Ranger game tomorrow night? You bet your ass there is. Hell yeah. I think I'm excited. Woohoo! I got my. uh, I got my case of uh, watermelon and mango white claw. <laughs> Very nice. Great, especially on an occasion like today, Jack Johnson's birthday. Happy oh, baby. birthday to Jack. Drink, everybody. Woo! There's not, there's not enough alcohol in my liquor cabinet <laughs> to celebrate. Good stuff. What is he, 45? Something like that. <laughs> okay. Just a little younger than Char, I believe. So, how you doing, buddy? You pumped? Yeah, good. Hey, yeah. I mean, look, there was hockey, uh, live hockey on my television tonight. So, you know, uh, can't be all that bad going on out there these days if there's hockey, live hockey on my TV. So, yeah, could be great. worse. Yeah, I know, man. I, it's... Actually, I think it was worse <laughs> <laughs> last week, but, you know. <laughs> it's surreal, man. It was... um. Yeah, I just punched in a little bit earlier on the uh, the Pittsburgh Philly game, and uh, the Filthy Flyers won six three. I uh, got a good matchup here between Montreal and Toronto four four. Chicago is down three nil to Tampa Bay, your uh, reigning champions, and we got uh, some. Yeah, uh, I just like I what? just like seeing them in the uh, in the home rinks, no bubble. Yeah, it's great. You know that's uh, you know the first step towards uh, hopefully getting back to some type of normalcy. In our lives. Yeah. I mean, that's something, um, you know, we got used to watching them with no fans, but at least it's it's kind of cool just seeing them in their own own buildings, which is great, too. So it adds to it, you know. And we're Yeah, all, I mean, I, I think it adds another layer to my excitement for tomorrow just because, you know, seeing them back at Madison Square Garden. Of course. You know, that, that – I mean – you know, the, it was nice to bubble back then. We were just happy to have hockey. But, you know, I miss the garden. I'm excited. You know, yes. I want to hear the goal song. I know we're not going to have, uh, you know, the, the crowd doing it. But, you know, uh, you know, I wonder if they're going to pipe in a little Pot Van Sucks, you know, whistle or something in there. <laughs> they, they should do that. You know, we, we joked around. You know, maybe Dancer Larry will be the only guy in there. You know, <laughs> that would be amazing, by the way. Hey, the way the Govs talk, and we might be getting fans in there sooner than later. So uh, we'll see yeah. what happens. But, uh, look, just the fact that the guys are back, we've got a, a, a roster here to talk about, uh, a lineup, um, you know, some a lot of uh, what-ifs and, and who knows and 
uh, kind of come to fruition here a little bit. You know, Cam's in the lineup, which is great. Uh, can't wait to get your take on on some of the decisions that uh, Coach Q has made here. S- some surprises, not a lot of them, though, in terms of, like I said, you know, where this lineup is, the guys that are signed, the positions that are there that are in place and stuff. Obviously, um, you know, watching Capo and, and, and Laffey here in this uh, training camp has been a big thing uh, beyond Keandre as well. Um Really surprised, but Chesty was named starting goaltender. <laughs> as far as me and my Georgiev uh, fan club, are that concerned. was the that was the worst kept secret in all of <laughs> hockey. That Georgiev actually had a shot. <laughs> Didn't think so. I love. I love. By the way, I love talking smack about our backup goalie. By the way, <laughs> and it, and I love Georgiev. I just do it for you. I know, I know. Well, that's the thing. He's so damn good, and he's our and young and signed, and he's our backup to. You know what? I got I got to watch myself because I know Gear Give is an avid listener of the podcast, so you know I don't want to completely kill the guy's confidence. You know, (laughs) he's going to be all right. But yes, hockey's back. The puck is back. The league is back. Uh, Gary's been doing. Batman's been doing his tour. We got some outside outside games announced, which look really cool down the road and everything. So, um, look, it's 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 weird. I'm, I just wanted to get back to tuning into the Pittsburgh game earlier, and and that, like I said, that that the optics of of seeing, you know, first of all, I was just glad not to see it was Tampa Bay. <laughs> you know, it was just great to see, uh, you know, uh, two teams that, uh, like I said, we're going to see a lot of um, this season, obviously. But um, and just it, I just sat there and just I was like. You know, is this real? Is it real? You know, and it's kind of us for us Rangers fans more than anything. Obviously, it's it's it kind of I kind of like that they're not playing until tomorrow. I know how much we we can't wait and everything, but it's nice to kind of see the the game come back and, and and watch some puck here tonight and get pumped for it. And it's like okay, it's not a dream. And then you know, leading up to the game tomorrow night, which will be awesome because it's against the Icelanders because it's at the Garden. And because it looks like we got everybody in place to kind of just jump into this locomotive and, and see how this train, this Ranger train runs here the west of the way. Yeah, you know, like you said, a little appetizer tonight. You know, yeah, tomorrow nice, is nicely said. tomorrow's the main course, you know. Get us, you know, get us in a little bit, little 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 snack here, get the juices flowing, and then tomorrow, boom, we're right we're right into it and off we go into the season. So yeah, you know what I I mean. I'm just excited that we're we're done, you know, nitpicking about, you know, ads on helmets and, you know, how the Rangers reverse jersey is dog shit and, you know, all that <laughs> trivial <laughs> stuff. You. you know, I'm ready to talk about how Jack Johnson's game is dog shit. You Cheers. Know? <laughs> Drink. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, this is what, you know, we say it a lot. I mean, this is what we do it for. We started the podcast so we can talk about the games and we can talk about the success of the team and we can talk about how the rebuild is doing, not, you know, how are we going to traverse through a pandemic? So now that we're back to games again, you know, this is it. This is what we live for. And I'm fired up. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, that's going to be the best thing next week when we come back. Not to uh, plow through this show we're doing here tonight, but it's going to be great to be able to come back here next week and actually have a few games that mean something, and me and you can start yelling and complaining. And I, I did ask you last week. I said, you know, what's what's how many games in are we allowed to start getting on them, KD or 
or should we just kind of let this go? Because some of the famous things about, uh, especially you, you know, since we started this thing and, and running through last season before COVID and everything, was you know your patience with with Coach Q and and, <laughs> and the young guys and Capo and and this and that and everything. Are we going to see a different KD? I mean, are you are you um. Are you going to be the, you know, the, the laid back guy? And because a lot of people will say, hey, KD, you know, bring me down, you know, off the roof. Or, or, or are we going to we're going to have a KD this year that's just going to just let loose because it's only a 56 game season, you know. So what do you think? Well, Kevin? I mean, I, I think I'm always going to be somewhat critical. I mean, you can be critical in a game by game basis. Well, you know, this guy didn't get it done and and look at their their game individually that night but I think overall you have to you know what keeps me positive and, and looking at the patients is is to continue to look at the overall picture of what this team is trying to do yeah I could sit there and complain that maybe Jack Johnson drink is in the opening night opening night lineup over Brendan Smith but you know as far as the long game goes and and the rebuild it really doesn't have an impact on it. And I'm not going to like get overly upset and sure. I will criticize Jack Johnson drink. If he has a bad game or anybody else, I could say, you know, Strom is really struggling to start the season and he's not, you know, where he was last year and he's a bit of a disappointment, but at the same time, not completely criticizing the rebuild and all oh, this is over and they have no chance now because they're doing this. You know, you have to keep your eye on the prize when you look at it. When you look at where this team is, this isn't a team that's supposed to contend for a cup, and you have to have those expectations going in. And we've discussed it a bit. You you are a little bit higher on on this team going into the year than I am, which is fine. And actually, as I've been following the camp training camp here. I've actually gotten a little, I'm a little bit closer to where you are with this team. And, and to be honest, it's because of one move. One thing has happened that's gotten me off of, well, this is going to be another rebuilding year. And it may, you know, it may not ultimately end up in the playoffs. And because they brought in Jack Johnson drink, oh, uh, you know, I'm not even going to make it and, to the and, first 20 minutes of the show. I told you, um, I, I look, I teased, in my, in my tweet today that this is what I was talking about. So, but I'm just saying, you know, one of the reasons that I thought that it would be more rebuilds because they brought him in and that maybe they didn't think a guy like Keandre would be ready. But the one move is that Keandre, it looks like he's going to be on the top pairing to start the season, which to me is amazing. And he got there because he proved himself in camp. He impressed Quinn to the point of where he knocked D'Angelo, who they were thinking about putting on the left side off that top pair. And he is now, you know, Quinn wouldn't like a hundred percent commit that Keandre is going to be there with you, but I, I, I can't imagine that he's not. And to me, that one move, you know, a rookie, a 20 year old defenseman who hasn't been in a hockey game since like March, has has really flipped me a little bit on this season, and my expectations have actually been raised a little bit because, you know what, I think Quinn is looking at Keandre and said, look, this guy gives us the best chance of winning night in and night out over 
putting D'Angelo on the top line, putting Brendan Smith back with Trubin. Brendan Smith actually had a very good um, bubble session there. I know it didn't last very long, but I thought he did, I thought he played very well with Trubin. I thought they had had some nice chemistry. But for Quinn to put Keandre in there, you know, it's got me a little fired up, a little uh, added a little bit to my expectations here, and I, I'm looking. Potentially for playoffs now. Well, it's it's a, it's a huge man. If, if those if those two guys can play solid, right? Because let's let's be honest. I think a lot of people, you know, um, you know, as far as everybody's complete faith in, in in Truba, you know, to the point where there was just some insanity about you know him getting traded uh, at some point last year uh, for for whatever freaking reason. You know what I'm saying? But you know, if if Truba can turns around here and it ends up being the guy that the organization you know wanted to get here in terms of the position player uh, leadership experience and all that other stuff, and, and this you know you get a kid like Keandre here comes in and if if he stays stable and he seems to be smart, I mean you know he's just he's the goods. He's just going to have to adapt, obviously, and, and become an NHL player. It's a, it's a different world and everything. But the, if those two guys solidify, you know, the top uh, pairing here for the Rangers, and then you look behind them, um, does it take a little bit of pressure off those guys? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, But it allows those guys, you know, more than anything to flourish a little more. But as as an organization, as a team, as a fan base, you look at that one-two punch up front, if they are successful and they become just a huge integral part of this team and stay healthy, we can only imagine what the rest of this core is going to, defensive core is going to turn around and become. And yes, it's we've all been excited to see Cam get in here. We He still hasn't played a shift yet. <laughs> but so far, so good. Uh, and like we all know, it's going to be a lot different uh, in terms of playing you know the Isles this weekend and then going forward. But hopefully he's got the goods. But... You know, the Rangers is a team. Uh, Quinn is a coach. Uh, Martin is a coach here, too. If those two guys can lead the way, I think the rest of the guys behind those two guys, it, it'll just make more for, for a more exciting season because Truba and Cam now are, are definitely the go-to guys in terms of stability on the back line for the New York Rangers. I think it also lengthens the defensive lineup, too. I mean, when you put Keandre on the top line you are, and, and you're taking D'Angelo off that— D'Angelo is now going to be on the third pairing. You're going to have a def- an offensive defenseman. Look, he has his defensive shortcomings. Don't get me wrong. But this guy who put up, you know, what did he put up last year? 50, 60 points? I mean, is going to be on the third line. Third line. So, I mean, that just leads me to believe that our defense should be a lot better than last year when you're going to have you know, a Tony D'Angelo on the third line. And I think the concern was that you, again, you were going to have a Brendan Smith or a Jack Johnson Drake on the top Mm -hmm. line with Truba. And then maybe Keandre would get in there. Maybe he'd be the seventh defenseman or he'd he'd be down at AHL. But I think most Ranger fans there are, at least I know I am. I'm okay with Brendan Smith and Jack Johnson drink. Being oh the God. sixth and seventh, being the sixth and seventh defenseman, like that is perfect. Having you no know, those veterans 
on the back end, you know, they'll be on the bench, they'll be in the locker room to talk to Keandre, you know, he may, you know, need, give him advice, a little mentorship, that kind of thing. I think it works out perfectly. So the fact that Keandre came in there and had this just very impressive camp and, and won this spot next to Trouba, it wasn't given to him. You know, he won it, I think, does wonders for the rest of, of the Rangers lineup. So I, I'm, again, which has led, you know, me to uh, change my outlook on the team and my expectations, and, and I'm pretty fired up. Good, man. I'm glad you came on to the other side, man. You know, yeah, you're pretty persuasive. You're pretty persuasive over there. So, you know, <laughs> well, you know, another thing like we've talked about on the podcast, too, about, you know, this year, and maybe next year being two years that they could pretty much just, you know, go have at it. You know, if they can if they get in great, if they have a great successful season, that's fine. Uh, the other part about this now with Keandre getting in there too, a shortened season, uh, the way it's set up differently and everything else. Um, this is just a great season for him to kind of just run through this. Again, if they, if they don't have the success, I, I will find it very hard for this Ranger team not to have the success unless it's just, you know, catastrophic injuries, injuries, things get messed up, and guys just go into major slumps. I just don't think the character of this team is made up this way. And when you have guys like Cam coming in and Laffy coming in and Capo's got to prove something too, those guys are going to have to stay high energy. Uh, I'm sure the coaching staff and, and every every staff in this league right now has sat down with their teams and stuff. It's not the 80 284 game long run here as far as the season. Um, so it's it, everything's going to have to be quick. These points are going to be huge out of the gate. Um, guys are going to have to really come together and, and work hard. And, and, and I think the experience that Cam's going to get this year goes, goes into what we've talked about on this show as far as leapfrogging past this year too. It's, it's all a bonus. Whereas if this was a normal season, this, this were normal times or something, you, you might have seen, who knows, we don't know, but let's say he went down, you know, Cam went down to the AHL. Let's say maybe uh, Laugh was down to the AHL or whatever, and they, and they went a different way. Uh, but we don't have to worry about that anymore. So everybody, all hands are on deck. Uh, all our goods uh, that we've kind of worked on in terms of the draft, in terms of guys that we were hoping to get into this lineup down the road. I mean, KD, you, you have to love this roster. I mean, obviously Lafreniere is an addition. Cam is an addition, but he's he's a guy that we've known we had in the system that one day he was going to be a part of this. Laffy's a bonus, but Laffy up front has just totally changed the dynamic of this team offensively, and Cam has now come in and totally changed the dynamic of this team defensively. And as you said last week, they got rid of the stiff Lundquist. We don't have to worry <laughs> about the goaltending. And now this seems – you look at this roster – and, yeah, I don't see why we can't be excited for this team to do a lot of damage this year, especially against this division. And I, I just think, you know, I want to get back to you on this. You, you have to love this roster. You love, like, so many guys on this roster. Jack Johnson aside, drink. Uh, um, tell me what you're feeling here. No, I agree. I, I think that... Going into camp, we have the the roster that we were all hoping for. And, you, you know, you're never sure if you're going to get it or not. And last year, look, there was a lot of Ranger fans that were unhappy to see guys like Michael Haley in the lineup. And Heedle start the season in the AHL. And Kraftsoff end up getting going back over to Russia. 
and we had the issues with Leah Anderson. And we're not having that this year. Like you mentioned, you know, Keandre, top pairing. Lafreniere, he's in the lineup. You know, you have uh, Gautier as another guy who, you know, needed to prove himself maybe and in Giuseppe's camp. Giuseppe's Per, you know, third line. Capo Caco has got himself on the second line. So these were all positions and, and the players linking up with those positions that we were all hoping with going in. And it's worked out. And I, I can't fathom a single Ranger fan looking at the roster right now and, and be unhappy with it the way a lot of fans weren't happy with it last year who didn't recognize what Quinn was doing as far as bringing along a lot of these guys slowly. And I, it seems to me, again, looking at this lineup, that they already, this organization, J.D., Gore, Jeff Gordon, and, and Quinn, it looks like they've made the decision to take the next step. And it's to get all these guys on the roster. And now, not is, are all of them there? No. I mean, Barron didn't make the team. And, and Quinn had mentioned he looked a little nervous during camp, which is uh, completely, you know, acceptable. And, and that happens to, to young players. And, and he's going to be on the taxi squad and, and maybe eventually gets a chance, um, you know, if Howden doesn't produce. And and Howden's another guy from all reports that I saw from camp. I mean, he he really impressed. He he had to fill in for Zabinijad on the top line as Zabinijad was out with COVID. They're happy to see he's back and and healthy. And he produced on a line with Carter Buchnevich, which was fantastic to see. And he won that spot over Barron. There was there was thought going into camp that that maybe Barron would overtake it. And, and, and it was good to see Howden fight for his spot and, and win it. And another guy you hear a lot from, and I was watching that Ranger town hall tonight and they asked, and uh, Gene Owen asked, you know, who are you guys most impressed with in camp? And Quinn said, Buchnevich. And, and as a guy who's, yeah, I mean, as a guy who's taking on a, a leadership role, um, a guy who is recognizing that it's a short season and he's got to come out firing. He can't take a month or two to figure it out. And uh, that, you know, he was my guy. And we, we were discussing, you know, breakout players this year. He was my breakout player, Paulie. So, you know, uh, I'm excited to see where he's going. But, yeah, I mean, there is, again, top to bottom, there is nothing that you can – criticize in my mind on this team the one thing i did see today are the special teams that and i can't and and it is laughable that we we i'm literally gonna say jack johnson for like the hundredth time already in the first like 20 minutes of this podcast but i did see some some grumblings from some ranger fans today on social media that jack johnson drink will be getting you know, top defensive building with Chuba on the penalty kill. But, you know, that really can't surprise anybody. I mean, all you heard when they signed him was that he's great on the penalty kill. So to see him on the penalty kill can't really surprise anybody. So I think that to me is the only thing I've seen so far that could potentially, and 
make some Ranger fans unhappy. But to me, that's real nitpicking. And it's just to start the season. And, and if look, if he struggles, I think Quinn would be would be willing to, to change things up. Yeah, well, I mean, if if that's where Jack Johnson primarily puts a lot of his uh, <laughs> ice time on, I mean, you're hoping the team is isn't in that position that often. But I mean, if if he's out there and he's helping out, then you know, uh, what I mean, that's the whole. Reason I tell you not. what, if if, if well, you know, Strong, he's on the roster, it, he made it. You know, he's he's playing. Yeah. He's got experience. You know, I, I would I'd be really shocked if Jack Johnson drink is going to cause a lot of problems on this team. He's experienced. He's won. He's going to be okay, and he, he, he's, he he's not going to be taking tons of ice time. Guy. What's that? I was going to say he won't as a sixth or seventh defenseman. Exactly, he's not going to be taking a lot of ice time away from people. And and if he is, then. You know, the Rangers organization or Coach Quinn and Martin are going to be sitting there. Maybe they're going to be grateful that they have an experienced guy to put in there. And if some of these younger guys do end up struggling, you know, I I just can't see Johnson just being the sieve. But, you know, buckle up. Here we go. Uh, The season's going to start and get back to us in 10, 12 games, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, the biggest concern with him was that he was going to be on the top pair with Truba. And look, that's not the case. So I think that that concern has been alleviated, and yes. and and you could and he's where he should be on this roster. Exactly, and and that's great. I don't think you can complain about him or Brendan Smith. Like I said, being the six seven guys and and flopping in and out. It's 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 worked out, in my opinion, perfectly. Yes. You know, from a fan perspective and from I'm sure from an organizational perspective, they were hoping that Keandre came in and won that spot. And he did. And uh, and all Ranger fans should rejoice. <laughs> this roster is solid. It's good. It's shaped up. And, you know, you talk about Heedle here. If he has if he just improves on his game a little bit and starts chipping the puck in the net. With the rest of the guys in this lineup, bonus. Bucci, if this guy kind of starts maturing here a little bit, starts chipping the puck in, bonus. You know, Capo now has got a season under his belt. You, you said it. He's worked his way up to the second line. If we start seeing what this kid can really do, bonus. Where are The Rangers are so ahead of the game here as far as this rebuild is concerned. You know? And this is just a, a perfect season. That's it, it couldn't line up any better for these guys, especially now coming out of this camp. Granted, they got to skate. They got to put the shifts in. They got to go up against all these other solid, you know, uh, great NHL teams, you know, that they're going to play against as far as, you know, these players getting the experience again. I'm not so much the Rangers as an organization playing against these other teams, but the, this is what we're going to have to see. This is going to be a great test for Coach Quinn. Because you know what? You look at this roster, there's not really a lot of holes. Uh, uh, the only thing you can turn around and say is if the inexperience shows, that's one thing. But Quinn's got a pretty damn solid lineup. And if these guys are healthy, they stay healthy. And with the two guys in the nets, it's it, you know, you look at Coach Quinn here, he's not going to have too much room for excuses as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, look, look on paper, fantastic. But we all know the games are played on the ice, so yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, there's going to be, there is, I mean, there's going to, you know, we're all, we're sitting here and rainbows and butterflies and ice cream here, but you know, look, they're going to, there's going to be some bumps in the road along the way. I mean, they're not going to, you know, be racing to, you know, to the top of the division and blowing everybody away. I mean, there's going to be some tough times here. You know, Keandre is probably going to struggle a little bit at certain points. Lafreniere is going to have his struggles. Kako isn't going to suddenly turn into a 30-goal scorer this year. So, you know, it's not going to be, you know, again, these guys aren't going to be Stanley Cup contenders you know, overnight, which is where, and, and, and in the beginning of the show, you mentioned, you know, how do, how do I keep people from sort of jumping off the cliff? And, and I think it is just looking at these young guys. And again, this season is not a make or break season. And it's, as you mentioned, it's sort of gravy. If, you know, they're ahead of schedule a bit here and, and makes get into the playoffs and, and, and make some noise because even if they don't and they don't make the playoffs and it's a bit of a disappointing year, these guys are all still on the team. They're all still coming back. But they're going to be a year, have a year more of experience under their belts, which will make this team even better for the 21-22 season. So, you know, that that's where you have to put it in perspective. Sure, you know, this lineup looks fantastic and we're gushing over it and 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 all the accolades, the preseason accolades, I should say, and how it's all lining up perfectly. But even if it does fall apart this year, I think that Ranger fans can still look at this team and still look at the rebuild and say, look, this isn't the make or break year. This isn't cup or bust. It's all part of developing and turning this team into a, a cup contender. And you know what? Sometimes you got to take a step back to take two steps forward. So, you know, that's, I think, where I will keep myself in check from completely losing it on, you know, Gordon, cause he didn't make a, a bigger splash, uh, free in free agency this year or he didn't have Quint. to. Well, that's what I mean. No, that's what I mean. Like, I, I think that you will, uh, there are some range of fans who, who will be, you know, looking for, you know, heads to roll. If this team disappoints and, and doesn't make the playoffs. And I, I think that, a lot of times you, again, you have to put it in perspective. You have to see where they are in the timeline of this rebuild. And they're not there yet. They're, you know, in my opinion, halfway there. There's still a long climb to the summit, <laughs> you know, of this mountain. So, uh, you know, Ranger fans should be giddy at this point with where this team is at. Looking at this lineup from, you know, when the letter came out two years ago, to how quickly they are able to turn around and get guys like to just get the young talent like Lafreniere, like a Capo Caco, like a Andre Miller or Keandre Miller. I mean, it's absolutely. And then you add that to Panarin and Zabinijad and Truba. I mean, man, fired up. Yeah, like I think the most pressure on this team, most of the biggest position pressure is going to be coach. <laughs> coach Gordon. Yeah, I I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think that look, they even if they don't make the playoffs, as long as That's you not, see they're going to make the playoffs, KD. 
I'm just saying, again, I'm doing a, a, a right. perspective I apologize. analysis here. But, gotcha. Go you know, if if Capo Caco does take a, a leap this year and Lafreniere does play well, Condre looks like he belongs, you know, Quinn will stick around. You know, that is, they're more important than if Strom takes a step back. Well, Panarin doesn't, you know, put up the ridiculous, ungodly numbers he put up last year. Zabinijad as well. If they take a, a little bit of a step back this year, you know that as long as the younger guys are developing, Heedle makes the next step. Howden shows that he can handle the NHL. So, you know, to me, I'm I'm looking more at those guys than I am with you know Panarin or Zabinijad or Kreider. Um, to me, it's the young guys and how they develop will be how I look at Quinn, whether or not I think he's ultimately going to be the guy who can lead this team to a cup. Because if it's a complete cluster F and a lot of the young guys look lost out there, I think then, yeah, you got you might have to start looking in another direction. Yeah, and I, I think we're also going to, you know, you know, if a kid like Rooney can can get in there and, and scrap it up and find a, a solid place on this team too and just, you know, just be helpful more or less than, you know, keeping the glue of the lines together. But, you know, D. Giuseppe now having some time with us. Uh, Gautier as well having some time with us too. And those are big guys. Those are kind of talented guys too. And I think now that they've been with the organization a little bit too, you know, those three guys too could, you know, just – I think they could just be real positive forces in between – Obviously, you know, the big guns, you know, Mika and Panarin, uh, Kreider there and Strom, and then the young guys that we've talked about too. And that includes Heedle and, and, and Howden and, and Capo and, and obviously uh, Alexei as well too. So there's a lot of good stuff going on. Again, you, you know, I'm just staring at this lineup and it, it couldn't be, you know, um, you know, we're not sitting here going, are you effing kidding me? What's this guy going to do? You know, we jo- we joke about, you know, JJ. Um it's like um, there's really not too much to, to to be unhappy about with this. I think the camp went as well as it could have been, you know, minus, you know, uh, and they did, they did show a lot of highlights. I know we were kind of getting bummed out. We couldn't really stream and see most of the games, but that's okay. And, and we don't have to wait any longer. And who cares about the scrimmages now? Because the real stuff starts t- tomorrow, which is just crazy. And, you know, uh, I'd love to get your take real quick on – I mean, we don't want to really talk about them too much here on the show, but, you know, your, your take about us opening up against the Icelanders here and, and their team. And another team that's pretty much wrapped up their signings, um, a team obviously that, um, you know, got to the conference finals last year, or I should say a few months ago, uh, with a lot, of te- a lot of stuff to prove. I mean, it's a great test for the Rangers out of the gate. And a lot, you know, a bunch of these guys on this team right now uh, haven't really experienced it all that much, but it should be fun, man. And it's 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 going to be weird again not seeing Hank though on the other side there, especially playing against the Islanders. Yeah, just to go back to what you were saying before I get to the Islanders, because whatever with the Islanders, but um, <laughs> I'd ra- I'd rather read dog shit than talk about the Islanders. Um, anyway, no, I, I think guys that like you mentioned, uh, Di Giuseppe and Rooney and, and, and Lemieux, um, you know, they bring a lot of like, they bring some diversity to the lineup where it's not all skill guys. 
you know, the glue guys that that you need in this lineup. And they lost a huge glue guy in Jesper Fast. And I, I like the idea that they have a Rooney to get in there when maybe a tougher game against the Islanders or against the Flyers or the Devils, where you know it's going to be a real physical matchup and you're like, yeah, hey, we got to get Rooney in there. And, and the ability to have that. And then you have a Lemieux back there. The Giuseppe can can fight for pucks in the corner. He, he's a an effort guy. So I, I really, that adds to my appeal of the lineup as well, where it's not a whole bunch of Panarins on the, not that you would, uh, you know, uh, do poorly with a lineup full of Panarins. But, um, you know, that type of just, only skill, not willing to do the dirty work. Um, and, and, and the lineup has it all, you know, on, again, on paper. Now they all have to show up and play and, and play their roles. Uh, but I do like that at the, at the back end of the lineup, you know, you have those, those grind, that grinding presence in there, which every team needs. Every team that wins or does well in the playoffs, again, I think the definition of toughness it has changed in the NHL where you're not talking about fighting. You know, you're talking about a guy like Lemieux, a guy like the Giuseppe, a guy like Rooney, um, who can get in there, fight for a puck, and then open up some lanes for the skill guys to do what they need to do. So, um, yeah, I'm with you, with you pointing that out. And as far as the Islanders go, look, you can't ask for a better way to get this going than against the rival Islanders. And I know that some of the younger Ranger fans out there just, you know, the rivalry just never hasn't materialized into what it was in the eighties and in the nineties, seventies, eighties, nineties. It just, and I don't blame a young, a young Ranger fan, but like, I, I just don't see it where, where, you know, Either the Islanders have been terrible or the Rangers and now the Islanders are up and the Rangers have been rebuilding. So I think at this point where the Islanders are and they may, you know, look, they had a nice run in the playoffs last year. They have a top notch coach. They have a team first type of attitude. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be a good team this year. And the Rangers, again, with this lineup, I think we're finally and with, you know, they're going to be playing each other eight times this year. I think you may see the sort of golden era of this rivalry coming back this year. And I'm fired the you-know-what up that uh, that potential is there. Yes, there's a lot of potential for it to come back. And it will be interesting, obviously, without fans here in the beginning. But, you know, both fan bases are going to be tuned in and plugged in these next couple of nights. Uh, and it is exciting for us here in the New York area. And both teams are pretty stacked. Both teams are, are you know, got great elements. The Rangers are up and coming. But there's some uh, some guys making a lot of money in our team. And, um, you know, the Islanders, uh, they've got something that they want to get back to. Uh, they got very close last year. Getting a taste of that has been a long time. And it's, uh, it is, it's a great start for us. And hopefully, like I said, we sweep the hell out of them and just kind of roll from there and, and just have some fun with it. But, um, I think that's a good point though, that you bring up with the lack of fans in that rivalry. You know, I want, you know, obviously the fans are always, especially with that, it would bring a lot of juice, you know, to that. And, 
yeah, does that take away from it? That's a good point. God damn, no fan. Damn COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Hey, again, tip of the hat to NHL and NHLPA for putting this together. Because, like I said, all of us at home here, we're going to be uh, tuned in and get to watch this. And it should be a lot of fun. And uh, it'd be great to see the Blades back on the ice. And, and, and KD, speaking of Blades, if you don't mind, uh, Go Rangers Radio. <laughs> is uh, sponsored by uh, a company that deals with uh, sharp That's blades. A, before but you safe. get into it, that, that is a great segue, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, me and KD here at Go Rangers Radio are very happy to uh, have uh, Manscaped as our show sponsor. And, um, you know, they're, they're getting behind us and, and supporting us. And, you know, me and KD, like I said, we mentioned last week, and we got our kits. We got our Manscaped kits and stuff, and, and you know, um, we're just unfortunate we not yet. We, we can't do a live demo uh, for all for everyone here. But, um, you know, you got to clean your act up downstairs there, guys. And lady friends, too, lady Ranger fans, listen to this. Um, Manscaped right now with the Go Rangers Raider, we have a great offer for you. Uh, if you go to Manscaped.com um, and use Go Rangers Go as the, uh, as the, uh, the code, and you get 20% off your purchase, and you get uh, free shipping. So um, you got to go to Manscaped, and they are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. That's what we're talking about here. For any of you listening here for the first time, what, what's this Manscaped? What, what kind of company it is? Um, they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, KD. All right? <laughs> you so. just have, like, a plethora of these, like, one-liners. They're fantastic. I just sit here and laugh. Keep it going. Well, look, if uh, if you need to go downtown, underground, Manscaped products is the best to use, okay? Um, they've uh, Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer, okay? Uh, the Manscaped team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. It's the new and improved Lawn Mower 3.0. And back in the spring, KD, you were talking about mowing your lawn, but you're talking about your house lawn. But now you have... You've got to take care of that lawn downstairs, you know, in that specific area that's very sensitive. And because it is sensitive down there on, on the man, uh, they have a third-generation trimmer, which features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce the grooming accidents. You know, you might be mowing the lawn out there, and a baseball's in there, or a lacrosse ball at the DeLore house might get caught in there. Manscaped is going out of the way to make sure that you don't have those kind of problems um, down in your... Um, in nether regions here. So uh, it's premium quality. Um, the, the lawnmower 3.0 has a battery that will last up to 90 minutes. KD, do you spend 90 minutes in the shower? <laughs> I don't spend 90 minutes trimming myself, although, Paulie, <laughs> I do have to say it's been a while. So I, I, I was happy to see the package arrive the other day. So I may be in there close to ninety minutes. You know, my wife has been saying, like, "Hey, look, it's it's getting ugly." So you got you know, some work it, it can't, to do. Yeah, you know, I definitely have some work to do. So I'm happy to hear that. You know, I got I got ninety minutes. You got <laughs> to figure it out down there. I, I may, you know, shave some like shapes in there or something too. Well, you can get creative. Uh, it's obviously waterproof technology, and it uh, allows you to groom in the shower. Uh, one of the coolest features, okay, day, uh, is if you do like taking showers in the dark, um, or it does get dark <laughs> down there, there is an LED light uh, which illuminates the grooming areas for more closer 
and very precise trimming, and that's very important here uh, in terms of the region and the area that we're focused on. Uh, they've also up- upgraded it to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. This way, your neighbors who are eavesdropping, you know, they won't hear this kind of stuff going on uh, when you're taking care of yourself. And let's not forget about the charging stand, KD. Uh, we both got it. It's beautiful. Uh, you can show the mower off loud and proud because it's intelligently designed. Stand is a convenient charging dock powered by a USB. Okay. So, you know, if you guys are out there listening out there in, uh, you know, go Rangers radio, our listenership, we really appreciate it. Um, you know, me and KD, uh, we have firsthand experience now. I, you know, you got to go down, you know, Go to town on your taint. I usually do it every Wednesday, Katie, right before the show. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just use the Manscaped products. It's great to get that bush to tush clean uh, with the Manscaped products. And, again, you get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GORANGERSGO. Okay? So do and I want me- to – and I, sorry to cut you off. Finish off. No, I, 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 you go first because I got the line to close it out here, buddy. Go. Oh, okay. Good. I'm glad I stepped in there. No, I, I wanted to personally thank Manscaped because in the package that they sent, not only was it the trimmer and the stand, and it also came with ball deodorant. Gotta have it. And I said to my wife, you literally now have no excuse. <laughs> no excuse not to go downtown. You know, I don't want to hear we've been married and I don't do oh. that. Anymore. No, it's all good down there now. So men... If you want to get rid of any excuse your wife or girlfriend may have about going, you know, downtown, ball deodorant. Cleaning up your act and That's helping it. out your love life. That's what Manscaped does. It's good stuff. As always, they go out of their way to make your testes their besties. Okay, buddy? <laughs> Once again, go to manscaped.com. Pick something out, something nice. They got great products there, all kinds of good stuff. You get 20% off your purchase and free shipping by using the code GORANGERSGO. Thank you to Manscaped, and thank you to all our fans who go out and get some good stuff. Okay, guys, go out there, clean your act up. We want to have cleaned up, hygienic Go Rangers radio fans for this brand new season that kicks off tomorrow. It's like when you get your hair cut, like the first day of school cut, you know, you got to have the fresh cut. Yep. For the first day of school, you know, you got to manscape yourself for the first day of the Ranger season. Absolutely. Good stuff. Get on it. You know, you, and you got and you got 90 minutes, so maybe you could like shave like a Ranger logo. <laughs> yes, but do me a favor. Into your bush. Ta- only tag KD on the pictures, okay, on Twitter. Don't tag me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> don't sl- don't slide into Paulie's DMs. Yeah, please don't. With no. pictures of your of your man bush. <laughs> and on that note, KD, looking at this lineup, special teams. Uh, we talked a little bit about the PK. Um, who would you like to uh, you know talk about the power play up front a little bit? Yeah, I, I let, you know we had mentioned it a bit on the last show. It looks like we're gonna we're gonna see the same unit out there, you know, that we saw last. See, that's year. what I, I wanted. That... We're talking about units. That's what I want to get in. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were done with the uh, ad read. <laughs> um, you know, you still have the top dogs that are gonna be out there. You're gonna have Zabinajad, Panarin, Strom, um, Kreider, and uh, D'Angelo, which. It's fine, and and those are the top guys, and they should be out. 
out there to me, I, I'm, I think I'm more excited with the second unit and, and what that'll look like. Because the second unit, you're going to have Taco, Lafreniere, Heedle, Butchnevich, and likely either Fox or Truba at the point. And to me, you know, with this rebuild, I am way more excited about that young second unit having nothing to do with Manscaped. You know, yes, that it, it, that has me excited more than, and I can't believe I'm saying it, more than a power play unit that includes Panarin and Zabinijad. Um, So I, this team is going to have the offensive firepower. And uh, God forbid if their opponent is taking a lot of penalties, they should. Again, this is all on paper. But, man, they should pay the price dearly with those two units. And I think, you know, you'll see some, a bit of a revolving door there. I, I'm sure Quinn would like to get Lafreniere and, and Kako some runs on the first unit with Panarin or with Zabinijad. And uh, I'm sure you'll see that throughout. Um, you know, Stroh may be a guy you see get pushed back to the second unit at some point. Um, but again, firepower just all over the place on the power play unit. Um, and I, I am, you know, our days of if the Rangers are lucky enough to make the playoffs, I think our days of struggling power plays in the postseason may finally be over. Yeah, I mean, think I think that's another super thing about um, this lineup, too, especially up front offensively. Uh, especially with Laffy coming in here, and if, if uh, Capo can kind of step up here a little bit too, and all the guys that we talked about previously, if they have just really good solid years, pick it up from from you know where they left off last year, just improving on that, you know, as a team, just going in against other uh, defensive pairings, uh, forechecking everything else, and the fact that we are young and we're really fast too. There's not a lot of slow guys on our team, man. I mean, that's the other thing too. We were talking about how big all the guys were last last week in terms of being pretty much 90% all of them over six foot. Um, you know, that, that's just going to be huge. I, I think that, you know, that's, that's what make that's what's going to make the Rangers uh, a lot different this year, you know, in terms of um, how other opponents line up against them. And I think if, if these guys can really swing together as a team here and if coach Quinn can run three lines and that power play can kind of take off here a little bit, um, that that's the excitement that's that's possible for this team, which could really push them ahead, because you know, granted, defensively, they definitely have to, you know, we have to see it before we believe it, as far as how this team is going to improve better defensively in terms of keeping the shots down, and how they're going to play in front of Shesty and Georgiev. Um, and it is going to be a different look for us as a fan base, and it's definitely a different look for for this team, defensive squad, and as coach, you know, for Coach Quinn too, you know, not having Hank back there, it's it's a different mindset. So this will be new. I think it's an exciting new mindset, uh, more or less because of the two guys that we have there, uh, you know, wearing the pads because we've seen both of them play. And, you know, just their professionalism is, is, is at a very high level. Their mechanics are fantastic. They see the game so well. They're both two guys that are going to be very, very hard to beat. 
And if the Rangers can, you know, put in two, three goals a game, it's I, I really, really think these guys can have a great season. Again, so much to see yet. But it's exciting. Only, it's it's totally what? What am I, KD? No, no, I was gonna say the only unknown with um Shesterkin and, and Girgiev is that neither one of them have played for long stretches yes. in the NHL. Um I was reading, I don't know if it was a Larry Brooks article, whose ever article it was, was saying that neither one of them have ever played more than three games in a row. They haven't had three starts in a row, neither one of them, in the NHL. You know, obviously, Shesterkin had done it in the KHL, and I'm sure Gurgiev had done it overseas as well um, before. But in the NHL, so we don't know how they're going to do with a, a larger workload. Now, we're only, we only have a 56-game season, so you know maybe it's not as big of a deal as if it was the regular normal 82. But it is something to look at. And, and look, I mean, just jerking, you know, he wasn't up for very long between the stoppages and um, with COVID and then in the bubble. You know, he was injured a couple of times last year, even besides the car accident. So... You know, I don't remember. When well, that's I was why Georgiev has to be ready every game. He has to oh, be yeah, ready. Oh, yeah, well. Just in well, case. I gonna, yeah, I was going to say, I, you know, <laughs> that maybe there are concerns about Shesterkin's durability. Now, I don't think he had any of those issues in the KHL, so it may have just been a fluky thing last year with him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Georgiev really does. I mean, he's got to be ready to step in there at any point um, and, and, and have a, a decent workload this year. Because, uh, again, Chesterkin is, uh, you know, he's 25. But, you know, he, as far as NHL experience, he really doesn't have a lot of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, they really – look, you have two young, untested goaltenders going into the season. Talented beyond words, absolutely. But, you know, it, it look, a little bit of a question mark for sure. But very, very it's not a, it's not a giant question mark. No, not at all. I mean, look. There, especially with Shesterkin, I mean, you know, his resume speaks for itself. He's won everywhere he went. He had a lot of success in the AHL before they brought him up. And again, I mean, what was he, 10-2 and two last year? It's not, you know, but it's you're the man and you may get five, six, seven games in a row at some point. Um, can you handle that? We'll see. We will. I think he can. No, I Finally. think he can. Uh, but look, uh, you, you you never know. It's just something to think about uh, potentially um, this season. Yes, and the waiting is over. It finally starts tomorrow, and we get hopefully, like I said, cross our fingers. Hopefully, the league and everybody gets. We don't have any, you know. Hopefully, COVID doesn't rear its ugly ugly head in a in a bad way, and, and hopefully this is also part of all of us just slowly getting back to normal for the future and everything else. Um, yeah, I think fans have to be ready for it, though. I mean, you already saw with the Dallas Stars shut yeah. down. So, I mean, it's going to happen. So we do have to be prepared for it. I mean, I, I'm sure the teams are in the NHL is, and I'm sure they have contingency plans and, and are ready to go. But, you know, I think fans have to be prepared for it also. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a um, a week where the Rangers are shut down. You know, I, I can't imagine that it doesn't happen. But, you know, look, we're 
as far as the virus goes, I mean, we're getting further away from the holiday season where people were together and, and you knew the numbers were going to get up. We now have people getting vaccinated. So, you know, hopefully by, you know, spring into the beginning of the summer, we're not worried about it. We have fans in the stands. You mentioned Cuomo. I know that he allowed the, uh, the bills to have fans where they tested everybody. They were giving them rapid tests uh, before they went in. And I think he mentioned that today that he wants to do some more of that where they're making the rapid tests available at arenas or at, you know, before going to the movies or to dinner and that kind of thing where they're making it available, where people are feeling more comfortable going to these where they know, look, everybody here took a test before entering Mm -hmm. a rapid test. And uh, so you may be seeing that uh, very shortly. It seemed like that was something he wanted to introduce shortly, which I, I think is a great idea as we're transitioning, you know, into um, from, you know, testing into getting everyone vaccinated. Um, you know, that that's a smart move that could get people, you know, range of fans into Madison Square Garden sooner rather than later. Again, you know, it's just some promising stuff and, and hopefully that's kind of how it works out. And, you know, uh, we just got to stay positive uh, around that. So, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> good timings, good stuff coming up. So one more thing uh, we could touch on here, too, if um, if he'll just just goes you know, under this is horrible, and we got to get rid of. Him. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, what's your take on uh, uh, you know, just all joking around, but uh, obviously Pierre Luc Dubois, uh, in the news here uh, with Columbus and 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 you know trade rumors and all that other stuff. Um, you know, we can do the hearsay here. Like I said, we're lucky. We got a great team. We don't really need him. Well, that's that's something I want to discuss with you. You know he's obviously a uh, uh, experienced second line center, three years in the C, uh, in the league. I think he's got, and um, you know he's he's about twenty goal scorer, good for that and stuff. But uh, what's your take on 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 that stuff floating around, and and uh, is that something you would uh, pull the trigger on right now for the Rangers if it could work out for you? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think there's a number of different scenarios you have to look at with it. I mean, he's a 22 year old center who scored. I, I think he had almost sixty points two years ago. Um, while p- playing with Panarin. Um, so he has that some chemistry yeah. and, and connection with, and, and look, JD drafted him. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure it's someone that the Rangers are keeping an eye on. Having said that, you know, is Columbus looking to deal him to the Rangers? Probably not. I would assume that they're <laughs> not, you know, they don't want to send them to a rival team. And then how much are they looking for back? I mean, Larry Brooks had an article saying, you know, it, it'll start, talks will start with Lafreniere. I mean, are you kidding me? And then they'll move on to Kako. I just, you know, to me, I mean, that kind of price is, I don't, I'm not sure Larry is, is, is right in thinking that because this guy is looking to get traded. So I don't really think Columbus has all the leverage in the world there. If this guy is looking to leave, you know, they're going to have to, if they ultimately feel like he's going to be more of a problem than not. And and I saw some quotes from Tortorella today, you know, he seemed pretty fed up with the kid that he doesn't want to play there. He's like, you know, you're a young guy and, you know, just getting in the league and you're already, you know, saying you don't want to play here. You know, he seems Tortorella already seems dumb with him. So, you know, Columbus may have to just take what's best available and sure. The Rangers have to look even, 
what are they going to do in the future with a guy like Zabinijad, whose contract is up in 2022? So are they going to give Zabinijad this ridiculously huge contract that he's looking for? Meanwhile, they have all these young guys in the lineup that they're going to have to be paying soon. So maybe it makes sense to have a younger center in there um, where you have maybe a potential replacement for Zabinijad, depending on how much... You know, he's looking for, you know, Zabinich, I may, you know, he may price him out, price himself out uh, for the Rangers. So I think that there's a number of different aspects to this. And and again, look, that's why they pay Gordon and JD the big bucks here. Um, you know, look, if it comes down to where Columbus says, OK, it's Kako or we're not talking, I would hang up the phone on the guy. Because, again, you mentioned, you know, looking at our lineup, I think we're good right now. You know, and again, Strom is another guy. You're looking for a repl- maybe a second-line replacement for him. But, look, you can't send, okay, yeah, we'll trade you Strom <laughs> for Dubois. I mean, you know, that's not going to happen. We'll give you, you know, Strom and uh, uh, Gautier or something like that. You know, that's it's just not going to work. So um, they, they're going to have to give up something big, maybe a Keandre Miller. You know, does that make sense? I mean, we've gushed over the kid, but... You know, the Rangers do have some other young, talented defensemen coming along. Uh, you know, Lundqvist, and you have Roy Nannan, and you have uh, Zach Jones, and, and those kind of defensemen, Schneider, who they just drafted in the first round. So they do have a glut of defensive prospects. So if, if Columbus comes back and says, yeah, you know what, we want Keandre, that's a tough, Tough decision to make because you do have that pipeline and you're like, wow, we can get our hands on a skilled 22 year old center. Again, I'd hate to be in JD and Gordon shoes because that's and and that that's a a decision that could that could that's going to have a major, major impact on the rebuild. Um, So. Yeah, I, I think that the Rangers would be smart to inquire about the kid. How can you not? And uh, and then go from there. I think, to me, Kako and, and Lafreniere are untouchable. And and I think everybody else could be part of the conversation. Is Kako really untouchable? Really? You think so? I think so. In my opinion, <laughs> yes. I know for you, no. But hey, look, I, I told you I was in that town hall today and uh, Gordon, when, when they asked who you've been most impressed with with camp, he said Kako. He said he looks like a completely different player on and off the ice. He's more assertive, more confident in his abilities and, and you know, more you know sure of himself. So um, I'm. Look, I'm expecting big things from him this year, so I, I I'm not looking for them to move him at all. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, when a guy like uh, Dubois comes into the news and stuff, and 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 you know, we've just been raving about our lineup and everything else. It's almost like you you don't even you don't really want to hear it. But you know, yeah, you don't want to mess with it. I, I hear you. I think but that that's the I, the way you explained tough. it too is great because you know you do you have to look twenty two year old experience you know sixty four points two seasons ago he played with Panarin the whole connection you know it's like ugh. because if you if you look at this team you know up the middle right now is probably where we're looking to improve obviously yeah yeah I mean you know Strom is. 
Look, he's he's a he's a stopgap right now, in, in my opinion. I I've said it all along, and I love Strom. You know me; I defend him, you know, tooth and nail here. But I I don't see him as being part of you know the parade that goes down the canyon of heroes in three years. You know, so you're you're gonna need that guy. We we discussed it. We talked about you know trades we can make, and I had mentioned a guy like Sean Monahan. And I think Dubois is a guy who who fits in that same, you know, the, a, a bit of a different player, but young, talented center that you can get in here could be, might be worth giving up some of these, you know, not every prospect and, and dra- top draft pick that the Rangers make are going to be on this team. Some of them you're going to have to use to bring in other pieces that you don't have. And look, Andre, Keandre Miller may be that guy or maybe Lundqvist um, if Columbus is maybe for some reason more interested in him could be that guy. So I think the Rangers do need to be willing to part with some of their, their Give better Kratzoff. prospects. Give them Kratzoff. Hey, look, I, I, and he Dan could Solari. be a guy too. Send them Dan Solari and Kratzoff. Yeah, I mean, Kratzel can come back here from the KHL and, and light it up the way he is in the KHL. Sure, he beca- he could easily become a trading chip to get a guy like uh, Dubois in here. So I have a feeling you know, he's he's not going to be around too long. He's either going to get back there on that squad or, you know, Torts and Kekalano, they're going to get rid of him. I don't, And I don't think the Rangers are in a, you know, as, as sweet – as it would be, because obviously that's definitely it, it all lines up great. But you, you, you know the what they'd have to be asking for, you know, to get him is just going to be when when you when you see this roster, you, you, how could you give up any of those guys right now? It, it would have to be something where you know Columbus would have to look at their lineup and, and maybe deal with you know a couple of guys that have to take chances on, and you know you know tort. With all due respect to Torts and, and CBJ and that organization, what they've been able to do the last couple of seasons has been just unbelievable, you know, as far as how they've been playing and and under the radar as far as the NHL is concerned in terms of, um, you know, they, they, I don't know if they get enough credit. But Torts has worked his ass off in Columbus, and it's got to just kill him to see another, you know, prize player like that to, to have to deal with something like this. Because Yeah, he, I mean, that's – go ahead, sorry. No, all I want to just say is, like, for him personally, and I know he doesn't give a rat's ass. He's like, hey, you know, I don't want to hear it. Get back on his team and play. And if not, you know, management take care of it. I don't want him on my team one way or the other. But I got, I just have to say it's got to be so frustrating because Torts has just worked his ass off, especially last year with all the injuries, um, just the, the, the playoff matches and who he's had to play, you know, what they did with t- against Tampa there two years ago in terms of sweeping them and everything else. He's he's done so much with so little. Yes, talented guys, but, you know, losing Panarin, losing Bravovsky, you know, and now Dubois might be going out. And then in between all that, some of his top guns, his top players have, have just been banged up. I mean, he's got a butte there in Seth Jones and a great future there and a couple of young, other young guys and stuff, a good nucleus. Uh, and their goaltending situation has been able to repair itself uh, after that in terms of like, the, the, the young kid in that escapes me right now. But I just kind of feel for for torts. And, you know, Jay, he did that here in New York, too, you know, with, with, with that crew. You know, I mean, he, he squeezed the most out of them. But then once he got the 
gas out of them. Then they all started. They all left. They had to get rid of them, and then ultimately, Torch had to go. Well, see, see, they said about Torch. You know, all coaches have their shelf life. I know you bring that um, up all the time, yeah. but I like. Yeah, Torch. I mean, look, that. But I, I think the bigger problem isn't necessarily Torch there. I just think it's that market. You know, it's it's a small market, and I had read some quotes that you know Dubois is looking. He wants to be in a bigger market. And, you know, that has nothing to do with Tortorella and the way he runs the team. I think it's tough when you're in a market like Columbus. And, and look, some players enjoy that. They'd rather be in that smaller market where they're not, you know, like to be out in the public and, you know, they could hide, you know, when they're away from the rink. And it's not, you know, they're not on the back page of the New York Post. Um, and while other players relish that, and it seems like Dubois is one of those guys who's looking for, you know, the big city sort of appeal. And, uh, you know, that's tough. And, and look, Torch did, did mention, again, I, I had read this article where he, he's talked about today's athlete and they can't handle criticism. And it's why are you so hard on me and why are you always picking on me? So, you know, maybe in this case, it's a little bit of both um, with Tortorella being a bit of a hard ass and, and, and then the market in Columbus not offering, you know, the marketability or whatever it is Dubois is looking for that, you know, a, a New York or Chicago or L.A. could potentially offer him. Yeah. It's... uh. It's it's just an interesting situation for that kid, for that organization, and there's no doubt, you know, being the New York Rangers where they're at right now, what they have to give back, what they have on paper that they want to keep, and just, like I said, looking at, at what a kid like Dubois would bring because it's a huge hole. If there, There's not many holes on our team right now, but that's the biggest one, but... We'll see what happens, man. We'll see if it plays out. Yep. You know, maybe they'll uh, they'll add you to the deal. We want the lorry. Maybe they'll want some uh, ball deodorant, a oh, vat oh, of oh. ball deodorant, and some man and a couple of manscapes. Yeah, well, I'm sure they have enough money to get that stuff on their own. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, speaking of that, Katie, don't forget everybody, manscaped.com, our sponsors. Uh, go there, get some cool stuff. 20% off, free shipping. Go Rangers, go use the code. Good stuff. So here's the deal, KD. Back to get back to back against the Islanders. Devils. So we got three games that we'll be able to talk about when we come back here next week before we take on the Penguins. So two against the Isles, one against your favorite Devils, who will be playing their games <laughs> in home games in Newark, KD. It's Newark, New Not Jersey. Trenton. Not, Not Trent, no. Okay. Understood. <laughs> got it. All good stuff. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Uh, love it. Real hockey tomorrow. Uh, can't wait. Uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening, subscribing. Keep telling two friends and so on and so on and so on. Um, and, and, again, we're just so pumped here, me and KD, to, to get this thing going. Real hockey to talk about coming up here in the, in the next couple of days. 24 hours, buddy. So, with that said, KD. Get your white claws ready, everyone. Get, get your em. white claw ready. <laughs> <laughs> and if Jack Johnson has a lot of ice time, we're in a lot of trouble, buddy. Oh, boy. Forget it. I, I don't think it's possible for us to talk about him anymore next week than we did this week, but we'll see. Ooh. 
I need to lay down, buddy. I need to lay down already. <laughs> All right, buddy. As always, say goodnight to the folks. Good night, folks. Let's go, Rangers!